Thank you for joining us on After Dark with Rob and Andrew from America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com and click on the Listen Live tab for 24-7 Talk Radio. Folks, I've got an announcement for you. Normally, we would come on at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. That's going to change next week because we're going back to our old time slot at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So set your clocks. You don't want to miss the show. It will be the same informational, hard-hitting news that you expect. Nothing is changing. We're just changing the time. Tonight, my co-host is Heather Robinson of the New York Post. She's been on before. She's on quite often. And tonight, we're going to talk about the recent earth-shaking news that Joe Biden is going to run for the residency once again. Actually, the presidency, but as you guys know, I always say the resident Biden. So he's planning on running again with his girl, Kamala, the person whom, from what I have heard, since he's been in office, they've only had lunch maybe three times, if that, because they don't exactly get along. Ever since she attacked him during the primaries debate in 2020 and said that he was a white supremacist, uh, he never got over that. And I don't blame him. And his wife, Jill, never got over it. And I've heard that when he got ready to pick her as his running mate, because he had to, because he put himself in a corner by saying, I'm going to pick a black woman. It's like, what black woman are you going to pick? Um, in comes Barack Obama says, okay, pick Kamala. He, I think he wanted Susan Rice, but he couldn't exactly pick her because of all the baggage that she brought with her over Benghazi. So he went ahead and he picked Kamala, who, as you know, was running against him, and she didn't make a good showing. She dropped out before the first primary in Iowa, the first Iowa caucus. But he picked her to appease the base, but they never clicked. There was never anything there. And people thought that if he ran again, he wouldn't pick her or he would dump her for someone else. But it was a little bit difficult to dump her considering she's a black woman. And if you dump her, the blacks are going to say, oh, you got rid of the black woman. What happened here? Never mind you that they had said the Democrat Party being they, that they didn't need another white face at the head of the party. And look at what they got, an old white face who has dementia. They're stuck with him. And so he announced on video, as you guys know, that he's running again because he wants to continue the job of destroying America. Because what else has he done? He's made us the laughing stock on the global stage. He fumbles and mumbles. He forgets where he is. He has early signs of dementia, if not the onset of dementia. But the media is telling us, oh, Joe is ready. Joe has the energy. He outperforms a lot of people in the White House. Like, are you serious? This man can barely walk up Air Force One, and you're telling us he has all of this energy? I mean, Heather, do you are you buying any of this? No, Rob, I'm not. And I think that really from the start, we've understood, I think even most of the people who voted for him understood that he was a figurehead at this point. He was somebody to carry out the hard left's agenda. He was palatable, I guess, to some old school Democrats 
and evidently some independents. We know that every presidential election and pretty much every election in this country at this point is decided by those few swing voters who exist, which is why, by the way, I think it's so very important to to try to for conservatives to try to get out the vote um, and to register and and persuade people, those few people who are on the fence and those people, you know, in our, uh, of our frame of mind who are not showing up at the polls because these are razor thin elections. And, you know, I think they, they picked Biden because those pe- people who were, you know, Democrats when being a Democrat made sense, you know, when unions needed to be strong to, to push back on exploitation of workers, when, uh, Democrats were all about the working class and uh, getting people who worked hard and and raised their families and educated their children to good values, getting them a fair shake. I mean, I think that for some of those people, many of whom have actually crossed over to become Republicans, but for those who haven't, you know, Biden was uh, somebody they felt okay voting for. And I think that's why he was picked because the hard left is in charge now of the Democrats, as we know. And I guess they're smart. They're strategic, Rob. You know, they they knew that putting a hard leftist, someone who's really identifiable that way as the front man, maybe wasn't going to work. And so he's like a Trojan horse, as I see it. So, you know, they could wheel the Trojan horse in and then all the hard left, you know, people and extreme bad ideas got to come out and nobody's really surprised. I, you know, I just hope that a few more people come to their senses because they're going to try the same thing all over again. They're going to try the same thing all over again, have him to go to the basement and run the campaign. He's already said, or the DNC has already announced that he will not participate in any primary debates. Yeah, I heard that. So how do you how do you how do you like that for democracy? How do you like that for deciding who the candidate should be? It's such an insult to the voters, Rob. It's an insult to the voters and the media. Why they're not insulted? They're just not. You know, it's a little like Fetterman here in Pennsylvania. You know, I mean, I wish the man good health, and I feel sorry for him, but he's not fit to serve. He just spent the past two months in a mental hospital. I mean, they're electing people as um, uh, the the young fellow who's running for president, the Indian American man, and you have to help me with his name. By Vex Ramaswamy, as he said the other night on Fox, he was very articulate and he said really that that's the point. This is an agenda that's being elected, not a human being. I mean, of course, they're human beings, but I mean, the the, the left is not electing um, individuals to run things. They are electing people, you know, basically empty suits so that they can push their agenda. That's what this is about. And they're increasingly not even apologetic about it. It's, it's quite unbelievable. Um, and I, I think the American people, the Democrats ought to be insulted uh, by that. I mean, if, they, if their candidate can't even show up for a debate, how are they being served? But well, the, well you, have, you have the media that's normalizing this, making it seem as if though it's okay. He doesn't need to debate. He doesn't need to tell you what his platform is. I was watching him, the video that he made saying that he was going to run. 
Now, the, in the video, it seemed like he was on point. He was speaking and there were no mistakes. Mm-hmm. But then shortly thereafter, when he was at the White House, Kevin holding a press conference with the, I think it was South, Korea, South Korea's president. Mm-hmm. And he was fumbling and mumbling, mm-hmm. which is what he all, he's always doing this. Mm-hmm. And no one wants to call him out. And we spoke about this on one of our shows with how the media, the media on the right has got to start standing up to distinguish itself from the left. But there doesn't seem to be a difference now because they won't call Joe out. And you think back when Trump was in office, every little thing he did, you would expect the left to call him out. But the right, it was like they were following the lead of the left whatever they said, and then they would harp on it, knowing that it wasn't true, mm-hmm. knowing that Trump was not deranged, knowing that there was no Russia collusion, but they played into it as opposed to standing up and calling out the left, as the left has done to them so many times and continue to do it. But it's like they would always say, well, we, there are good people that work there. It's like, who cares if they're good people? They're not being journalists and they're lying. So when you look at Joe Biden, who comes out, he's ill-prepared, and then he has these cliff notes in his hands. He's reading from a cue card, mm-hmm. and they can't call him out. That's huge. The American people needs to know that the man who's planning on running for the presidency, again, cannot remember basic facts. And you can't cover right up for him and say, well, you know, he's of age. And when with age, it com- that comes with the territory. Yes, it comes with the territory. All the more reason for him to step down. But if it comes with the territory, why is it that you have Warren, Warren Buffett or Bernie Sanders? You have mm-hmm. people that are at the same age or older right. than Biden, and they're not suffering. But the media won't call it out. The left, like I said, we know they're not going to. But what about the right? Why won't they harp on these things? And it's not as if though they're like attacking them, but they're putting out real information that the American people need to know. This mm-hmm. man who's in his 80s is planning on running for the presidency. He should not be let near the White House, the nuclear code, because he is forgetful. He didn't even remember, I think he was going to honor a representative, Representative Johanna and he kept calling her Jonah the other day. He can't remember if his wife is his sister or his wife. Oh, really? He can't remember yeah, half cool. of the people. He can't remember half of the names of the people in his cabinet. Mm. And no one wants to call it out. This is extremely dangerous. Can you imagine if he's going overseas and the snafus that he would make? Heather, this is not good. No, it's 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 really an embarrassment. And I'm actually a little embarrassed for him. I mean, that should be the least of our worries, I guess. He's, you know, greedy for this, apparently. I don't know what he's thinking. I guess he just is a career politician, and this is what he always wanted. But I, I would think he would be embarrassed to continue this. But, you know, that's ego, I guess. You know, I won't but say is it, is ego, it, Rob, because women have <laughs> Right, but I would say, is it ego or is it elder abuse? Because we're really not paying attention <laughs> to that. And again, we have both mediums that are refusing to go in deep on this and really analyze it. But on After Dark with Robin Andrew, we're going to look at it. We're going to go in 
deep. This man has a mental problem. We're always talking about mental issues. And I'm not mental, not saying mental as if though he's deranged, but clearly dementia is there and he should be required to take a cognitive test. And if we had a true media Heather, I would submit that they would jump on this bandwagon and they would say he needs to take a cognitive test. Again, you look at how they treated Trump. He needs to take a cognitive test. He needs to do this. And he would acquiesce and he would do it. And then when the results came back, they still wouldn't accept it because it wasn't the results that they wanted. So I would submit that if Joe were to take a cognitive test, they probably wouldn't release it. Right. Well, you know, I think Fox News does. I mean, they're they're running his bloopers on a loop. I guess that's kind of a tongue in cheek way of, of handling it. Tongue in uh, cheek. Exactly. You know, so, so you're saying that they're not I mean, they're certainly calling attention to his um, his inadequacies and his dementia and his, you know, feebleness. I mean, the thing is, um, you know, I guess that the conservatives watch Fox or, you know, One America or, you know, listen to us. And I guess the, the reality is that uh, the rest of the country just doesn't watch. And I, I don't know that it's the conservative media isn't calling it out or pointing out that Biden is uh, compromised. He's, he's deteriorated. I think it's just more that most people don't watch the conservative channel or, or listen to conservative radio. And it's like they're in their own world and we're in our world, which I think tends to be the more rational world, but it's like, the, you just wonder, <laughs> you know, we could call it all out all day long. And it's obvious that he is diminished. And that should be of concern. Of course, if you believe in a presidency, that we're a Republic, that there's a president that who actually makes decisions and steers the ship. But the only thing, I mean, I guess they just believe that they're okay with this, I guess, this elite permanent Washington steering the ship. And it's steering us into wars again and into economic (laughs) They don't care. I mean, they they see these things. It's power. Right. It's all about power. And right, they do see it. And as you said, Fox, they do run the, his uh, bloopers on a steady stream. But I think more should be done because I will submit to you again, when Trump was in office, they would take the lead in every opening and saying, well, this is what we found out about Russia collusion. And although what they were saying was nothing to report on, but they would still talk about it. So why is it whereby we have a live case of a man who's supposed to be the leader of the free world, declining mentally, is confused. His gait is completely off. He's going to announce that he's running for the presidency, take two, and no one is going to say anything about it other than when they do say that he's running. Well, you got to look at Trump, look at Trump's age also. Okay, let's look at Trump's age. But they're completely two different men as far as mental capacity, energy level. But they always want to remind us about Trump and say, well, if you're going to say that Joe is old, you got to say Trump is old. No, we don't. Okay, because these are two people aged differently. And we see this. And I think that with Joe, you look at when he first said that he was going to run. 
and you look at his energy level now, he's a completely different person every day he works up. And we've spoken about this on our show before, and we're going to continue to talk about it because we speak truth to power. If Trump were the same way, I would call it out. As I've always said, to me, I think that sometimes Trump should just put a lid on it and stop talking, like the attacks against Ron DeSantis in Florida. I'm like, okay, where is it going to get you? Yeah. Nowhere. I don't like so, it. So, right. So we're going to call it out the same way we're going to call out that they should be talking about Joe's mental capacity. Everything that Joe has done has failed. It is a, he's a complete failure. Yeah. So why are we trying to make it seem as if, though, well, he's going to run and let's see what's going to happen? No, they should be hitting him with all these stories and saying, no, this is what we're up against. Should he run? Here is the risk of allowing him to run, and should he win? And is the media going to, again, give him cover without speaking the truth? Now, I know that they're saying, well, they're asking him tough questions. No, they're not. They'll go so far, and then they'll pull back. Even Jean Karine Pierre, the White House press secretary, yes. questioned her judgment as well. I mean, she stands before the American people and before those reporters, and she's constantly lying. Why isn't she called out? They called out Kellyanne McEnany. They called her out. They called out Sarah Huckabee Sanders nonstop. She should be called out also. Oh, we have these two different, like, well, different standards, and we're afraid to do it because we might be called a racist. You're going to be called a racist regardless. We've got to just accept that. If you're well, on the right, you're going to be called a racist. Hmm. And what do we do? We stand for truth, and we keep reporting on the truth. Now, we're coming up against the time. But I want to continue this conversation on the other side of the break, because people need to know that a vote for Joe is you're pretty much putting the country in perils, not that we already aren't there. You're tuned in to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Out Loud platform. Go away, get a drink, get something to eat, but come back as we continue this all too important topic. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. And we're back and after Dr. Robin Andrew and my special guest host, Heather Robinson. So Heather, as I was saying that 
we have got to, we being news media on the right, and the left should do it also, but we know that they want, we have got to report on Joe's decline nonstop because there is a huge risk in putting this man back into office. And we hear the left saying that they want Trump to run because they feel that Joe would be able to beat him because he beat him previously. And you know my whole position on that. There was a lot of funny business going on, but be that as it may, they were able to successfully steal the White House for Joe Biden, and he did very little. And he's doing very little now other than destroying the country. And look at all the revelations that are coming out about the Biden family and their connections with China and the payouts that they got through these Chinese businessmen. And we're yet to hear about Tony Bobolinsky, who came out and named Biden as being the big guy. So there's scandal after scandal. Biden had confidential information, classified information, and multiple locations. And the media has downplayed it and said that it's okay. Look at the Afghanistan fall, the withdrawal from Afghanistan, which was horrendous. And the media downplayed it. The supply chain problem, we still have a supply chain problem. I don't know about you, but when I go to different stores, the shelves don't stock the way they used to be. Under President Trump, the shelves were stocked, always stocked. But under Biden, the scarce food here, scarce food there. You don't have all the items. And not only that, but then you look at the crime level. Defund the police, although they're trying to blame Republicans. This was all Democrats. How on earth are they trying to blame Republicans for that, for crime? But they are. They, they were the ones, they were the biggest, the biggest pushers. And then I heard that Kim Fox, the district of attorney in Chicago, she's decided that she's not going to run again in 2024. Well, why should she? The damage mm-hmm. has been done. She's destroyed the infrastructure of the justice system in Chicago. So why would she want to run? Just, okay, I've done my job. Now I can go sit on the sidelines. I mean, the, the Democrats and their policies have failed the American public. How anyone could go in and vote for Joe. Now, I know that I hear a lot of grumblings that it would be a vote against Trump, a vote for Joe. But Joe, I mean, are you serious? You would allow this man to come back into office to just pretty much put another nail in the coffin of America? Look at how far we've fallen down under this administration, Heather. And it's only been like, what, two and a half years? Can Mm -hmm. you imagine how quickly we dropped it's like yeah. a sinking rock in the water, just boom. And look but at what, was, just look at society. It was so predictable, Rob. It really was. Listen, I, you know, I know some of these issues are complicated. Many issues are, but some things are not so complicated. Uh, defund the police was a recipe for more crime. Um, you know, <laughs> there is no winning a war against another nuclear power in their part of the world. Okay. Um, if we don't enforce the border, we will have continued influx of crime, drugs, problems that have been going on for many decades now, and it's only going to get worse. These are basic logic kinds of common sense things that were very, very foreseeable. They just were. And people believe what they want to believe, I guess. And we have a population that, for various reasons, has been, 
I hate to use the word brainwash because I don't want to sound insulting, you know, toward people who think differently. Um, you know, I know there are complexities about certain issues, but I just, I, yeah, I mean, I just am dismayed by the lack of logic. I, you know, I have such great friends who are liberals, Rob, you know, they're smart people. Some of them probably higher IQ people than I am, you know, but they're out of work. They, they're struggling. They keep voting for those Democrats, you know, and I may not be a genius, but I can tell you that's probably not going to help the economy or help them. But I don't know why people refuse to see these things. Um, it's, it's, it's very concerning. And, you know, our country, our great country, you know, has sustained so many, as I see it, very foolish decisions and bad mistakes on the part of the elites that run things over the past 40 years. And it just seems like we always endure and survive, but it's almost like, you know, taking a healthy body and injecting it with all kinds of stupid stuff and doing reckless things. And, you know, for a certain amount of time, you can get away with it, but it is, it is concerning about the overall health of the Republic and how much more of this we can take. And I don't think we can take much at all because we are definitely, it's like a race to the bottom. And with Joe as a leader, who's taking us there, and what are your thoughts on the all the scandals that we're finding out that that are true? We you can't hide it. You have Hunter Biden who's knocked up a stripper. He doesn't want to pay child support. Mm-hmm. And the media is making it seem as if though, oh, there's nothing to see here. It's scandal after scandal. Yeah. With yeah. Truth attached to them. The Hunter Biden, I mean, not the Hunter Biden, but the Biden family cabal and the nine members of the family that benefited. Yeah, right. And they're just, they're, they're being so loose with it. And I got to give the credit to James Comer and Jim Jordan. They're doing their darnest to put this at the forefront. But when you have a, dis- on, a dishonest media that doesn't want to report on this stuff, and as I've said before, yes, they'll talk about it a little bit, but then they'll pull back because their whole thing is, if he's going to be the candidate, we can only hurt him so much or damage him so much because we can't give in and let Donald Trump lead and win. So what are your thoughts on that, Heather? Well, I think this whole uh, crime family thing with the Bidens is quite shocking. I mean, I guess shocking isn't the word. We knew there was a lot of corruption, but it seems like, as you say, it extends way beyond Joe and uh Hunter, it's like nine of them, you know, it's a, it's just, you know, another dramatic example of what we've talked about many times, which is that a lot of the so-called leadership of our country is very compromised. They are lifelong political hacks who go from, you know, position to position in government, helping each other to stay in power and get rich off of public service. And these are the people making these big decisions about whether we go to war and how the economy should be managed and what to do about the border. And they aren't people who have, for the most part, served the country in the military. They're not people who've built businesses on their own. I've said this many times. They don't have a lot of real world experience outside of government and they're self-serving. 
And that's, you know, who's who's in charge for many, many decades now. And I think we've seen that they are foolish in many cases. They make unwise decisions. They make decisions that lack common sense. I am a big believer, Rob, as you know, that, you know, if you... (laughs) we would benefit enormously. And I think we did benefit with President Trump for all his flaws. He was a businessman. He was a pragmatist. He was someone who earned a living, you know, a big living, building something that, yes, he started with an inheritance and he built it and he dealt with all kinds of people and made all kinds of decisions and grew his business for decades and was successful. And I think somebody like that who's not just in an ivory tower their whole life, can't afford to make such stupid moves all the time. Or he'd be, I'm not saying he's so perfect, but I think he, you know, we saw what someone who has a more pragmatic mindset can do if given the chance. And I just think we need more of that. We need less of this, this uh, cronyism and, and permanent Washington and people who just don't have a clue But see, now it's more so anyone but Trump, and not that they want any other Republican, but I think the left, there is a huge fear that Trump could possibly take this thing and run with it, although you will have a huge population of people just voting for Joe because they don't like Trump. Yeah. And I don't know what Trump could do to change that, if it can be changed. Uh, because the media is going to always paint him as being yeah. this monocle person. But you look at, I would, I, I would rather take a monocle person whom I know loves the country and is going to work for the country as opposed to an old, decrepit man <laughs> who is leading the country downward, who is allowing all these other countries to take advantage of us. And then the whole thing with us actually, and we've said this before, we're in a war with Russia and Ukraine is a straw man. We right. have Jinping meeting with Zelensky. The media yep. is playing that down. What exactly was said? I know they said that, well, he told them, well, nuclear isn't a good option. We don't want to go there. But what else did he say to him? Well, I don't know. No one is pushing that. No one. It seems as though no one wants to know. And that's huge. Why isn't Biden there? It's like, why are you speaking to them and we're giving you money? Why, Zelensky, what did you say to him? We're giving you money. Your well, loyalties are with us. You know, as from, from the start, Rob, I have had a very different take on a lot of this. I, you know, I think that our, I won't say we, because I don't think most Americans understand this very well. You know, but I think that our diplomatic corps and State Department and the, some of the generals and whoever had this idea about, pushing NATO, you know, further into Eastern Europe. And this was something that was not, they, we had given an assurance to Russia would not happen. And they, they, in our name, they pushed that, as you know, I disagreed with that. And I mean, I think this whole idea that, that this all happened in a vacuum is not really the truth. You know, I'm not saying I agree with war, elective war, whether Putin does it or we do it. I think it's brutal. I don't think he should have done it, but I do think he was provoked. Okay. I know it's, it's taboo to say that. Um, but you know, I just, I spoke with a friend of mine who's served in Ukraine recently. We do have special forces there training them. 
And, you know, my friend who's a Navy SEAL agrees with me on, on that. I mean, he's all for Ukraine and the Ukrainian fighters and he went and trained them and believes in what we're doing there. But he said, absolutely, you know, that our elites, you know, pushed this, you know, whether you believe it was right or wrong, Russia didn't like it. Russia expressed that many, 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 many times. And, you know, we chose, our people chose to disregard their feelings about that. The Russians, I mean. So, you know, that's the background. That's part of the background. And, you know, now we we're deep in it. I mean, it's it's past as prologue. But now, I mean, sure, how, how is it we're going to I mean, we could make peace tomorrow between them, probably, but we're not going to do that because our stance is that we're going to we've already poured hundreds of billions of dollars of weapons into this. And, you know, right or wrong, that's our position is this 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 endless this sort of you know war without end that we're going to keep doing this regardless of any you know till the very bitter end is what our our people are saying so that's i mean that's something that even for our greatest allies like Israel we have never said you know i follow things in Israel very closely and Israel gets $3 billion a year in aid over the next 10 years. You know, that's 30 billion over the next 10 years equals 3 billion a year, which is by far the most they've ever received. And believe me, it is conditional. Israel does not, I mean, if, it, if the United States says, sit down at the table with Yasser Arafat, they sit down, which is something that's always been, you know, something that I have very deeply mixed feelings about as a Jewish American. I know Israel's been forced to shake the hand of the terrorists many times because it's, it's viewed as being in the interest of world stability. Israel hasn't been able to have an open, you know, blank check to just deal with its enemies, murderous enemies, by the way, some of them a lot worse than Putin. So, you know, this situation in Ukraine, this endless sort of funding something that, um, you know, is not really well understood in the West. And at any rate, it's Russia's backyard, not ours, you know, has been something I haven't understood. I, I really don't think that it's rational. I do think there are good people who support it because they care about the, the Ukrainians and the freedom idea. And I'm not saying there's nothing to that. But I think from a logical standpoint, it's been just completely, it's like a Rubik's cube with no solution that I can see. And I think that these other powers, China, I mean, it seems Macron and France, it seems like they are, you know, they have their own agendas, of course. And I'm not saying that, you know, they're so pure, obviously, especially when it comes to China. But I think that what we have is a void of leadership. I think this is a nonsensical war that is just going to drag on and on and on best case and destabilize the world. And in the absence of a leader here who can see this, other leaders in the world are stepping up and saying, you know, whether for the right or wrong reasons, they're saying, let we're going to make the peace. So somebody else is going to do that I think probably something that could be done by America looks like it might be done by somebody else, you know, and, and I don't somebody I else Zelensky and the Ukrainians want this to continue because and is that somebody else China? 
Maybe. I mean, and if and if it is, look at what it says about America. You have look at Saudi Arabia. They're now saying maybe we should go and partner with China. Look at India. Look at all the all the other countries that were in a way beholden to us. They're now turning their backs on us because they're betting against us with Joe Biden being at the helm, and he isn't saying anything, and the media isn't calling him out. The media is making it seem as if though this is okay. This is what it has to be. So this is a man who's saying that he's going to run for the presidency to take us back down, to keep us down. I mean, Heather, this, is, this just isn't good. And as you said, how can people see this and be okay with it? Well, just just accepting like, oh, okay, this is okay. He's going to be the president. I'm like, no, this yeah. is very dangerous for the country. This is very dangerous. I know. And for him to say that, no, don't worry about China. We'll be okay. China, but, but you don't even, you haven't even addressed the issues with China and you can't do it because you and your family are so wrapped up with business deals with China. Remember, China turned over to the Department of Justice or to Congress, a Republican Congress, Joe Biden's bank statements, and they didn't even ask for it. They say, hey, hey, here it is. And the media downplayed it. They said absolutely nothing about it. So how can this man run and he himself is corrupt? We're going to try to answer that on the other side of the break. You tuned in to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the American Outlaw platform. Don't go away. We're coming right back. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made Cofix RX nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code OUTLOUD and get 20% off. So, the last half of the show. Heather, i got to say, enjoy you being on and enjoy your commentary. And uh, we're just going to keep this moving. <laughs> keep it going on. So... As I was saying, how can – I'm just completely at a loss that the Democrats would try to run this guy again and not have any reservations. Now, we do know that Marion Anderson – Marion, not Anderson, but Marion Williamson and Robert F. Kennedy, they're planning on running against Joe Kennedy of the Kennedy family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting man. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. But, of course, the DNC has said there will be no primary, so they won't be able to debate Joe because let's just be honest, if they were to get Joe on a stage, Joe would be completely lost. 
Yeah. That's the reason why he should be forced to debate and voters should say, we want him to debate. And you would think that the media would say the same thing, but they won't. The same way, Heather, the media will not call out these judges that are allowing, in my humble opinion, and I think my opinion happens to be right, they are not allowing these judges. I'm sorry, they're not calling out these judges, Mm -hmm. allowing these frivolous lawsuits against President Trump. Mm-hmm. Right now, we have the the uh, lawsuit, the trial that's going on with Jean Carroll, who claimed that Trump raped her decades ago. Yeah. She doesn't remember the date. She doesn't remember the time. She just says that he did it. Right. Anyone can make something up like this. And then the lawsuit isn't that he raped her. And, and this is what the media keeps reporting on, that he raped her. No, the lawsuit is that she's saying that he defamed her by saying that she's lying. That's what the lawsuit is on. The Mm -hmm. judge, however, is allowing everything and anything under the sun to be introduced in this trial. He's allowing the the uh, the what was it? Entertainment Tonight Mm -hmm. video of Trump saying you can grab him by this. He's allowing that to come in. He's allowing Mm -hmm. every negative publicity about Trump to be presented in this trial. And I'm thinking how that's possible, Rob, you know, I'm not a lawyer because it's at the judge's discretion. But I always thought, you know, when you watch legal shows and trial, they talk (laughs) about what, you know, what's relevant, irrelevant, dismiss, you know, uh, you know, objection sustained that irrelevance. Yeah. I mean, you're not supposed to drag in, every negative thing about somebody's character that has no relevance to what they are accused of or the evidence of their alleged guilt. I mean, that was always my sort of basic understanding and lay lay woman's understanding of, you know, part of what was special about our legal system, that it wasn't like, you know, in Europe when they would have a trial, a kangaroo court, and they'd, you know, paint this person as a monster and call it a trial and, you know, do a smear of everything they ever did and gather up witnesses to bear witness to say this person was bad when they were 10 years old. And when they were 15 years old, they called their mother a name. And you know what I mean? You can make anybody sound like a monster if you allow everything in a court to defame somebody's character. And that's I mean, part of our, our legal system is is that you, you, you're not supposed to be able to do that. You're supposed to have to tailor your your case for relevance to what the person's accused of, because it's just, you know, it's that's that's propaganda. You know, I mean, a clever jurist or, you know, writer, right, can paint a picture of somebody and you can make anybody sound like a monster. So I don't understand how that's allowable. I I just, to me, it's just, it's, it's very concerning. And I think we saw it happen in other trials recently. I don't want to get off. It has, it has happened in other trials. Especially men accused of, you know, rape. You know, we've seen this where, you know, in the old days, you see, I know there were a lot of things that were wrong about women being, you know, subjected to a lot of bullying, you know, and, and defamatory things. Similarly, if they made, you know, they, they stood up and said they'd been raped, they'd been attacked, everything was allowed to be dragged out, you know, about this woman that was unflattering and negative. And that's right, re- you know, correctly recognized as wrong. But it seems like now the pendulum has swung. And now it's like, if you're accused of something, you can just they can just bring in this parade of of 
you know, people who to assassinate your character who have, you know, as opposed to focus on the evidence of what the particular thing is you're being accused of. So I, yeah, I mean, it's almost as if though they're saying we want to bring in as much as possible to get a guilty verdict. Sure. This, this case this, that was brought up by, right. Yeah. The, the case that this brought up by Jane Carroll, it should, it should have gone this far. It's old. The judge should have dismissed it and said, sorry, we're dismissing this. But they wanted to move this forward. And I would venture to say that if they find a guilty verdict here, because this has taken place in New York, and I know a lot of people say, oh, well, you've got to trust the jurors. No, you don't. No, we've got to start questioning the jurors because there are too many people with political motives. We're supposed to be judged by a a jury of our peers, but this is not happening. You have people that are probably there that have already formed an opinion. They already know which direction they're going to go. Now, they can Mm -hmm. sit there and say, oh, well, no, no, it doesn't work that way. And you know it. I mean, I don't know how Trump could possibly get a fair trial in New York City. But the point that I wanted to make, Mm -hmm. and if this comes back guilty, and it's a civil case, if it comes back guilty, this will just open up the floodgates for Atlanta that district of attorney funded by George Soros will then say, we're going to indict Trump. We want to arrest Trump. I think there's a case uh, with the classified documents. They'll say the same thing. It will create a domino effect, whereas the real criminal, the person who really should, we should be looking at is Joe Biden and his cabal, the Biden cabal. But no one wants to look at it. And this is how justice is turned upside down. This is how people don't trust the justice system. When you have judges that are behaving like political activists, and I've spoken on the show, previous shows about the judges that are hearing these cases and the Mm -hmm. cases that they have heard prior to this and that they have had connections with Trump. And for them, this is their opportunity to say, we gotcha. And as Alan Dershowitz, the law professor has said, that a lot of these judges, they want to be the judge that say, we got Trump. As opposed to being the judge that, oh, you didn't get him when you had the opportunity to get him. And this is so wrong. It's, it's you know, wrong. Does anyone strive for, for justice? You know, does anyone strive for any kind of objectivity or fairness? I, I have the sense that this ridiculous politicization, I mean, it has extended into our courts. And I guess people have always had, you know, we're human, we all have our biases, you know, but I think the first step in being fair is to recognize one's own bias and try if you're tasked with something like being a judge, you know, or a jury member to, you know, to try to bend over backwards to be fair and consider the other sides of the argument. But this is not the way the modern left operates, we know. Because for them, it's their way or the highway. And when you're able to politicalize the justice system and everything else that's there, it becomes like a third world country that we're living in. And it's highly dangerous. And I don't know if people realize it, if they don't, if they see what's actually happening. There's so Mm -hmm. much hate out there for Trump and for Trump supporters that the media has created, Heather. And it's dangerous. It's I'm I'm afraid. Look at what happened to Tucker Carlson, mm-hmm. who was let go by Fox. Now there are many different reasons as to they say why they let him go. Fox can do what they want to do. And we've spoken mm-hmm. about this before. But when all of the media that's there 
is slanted in one direction because they feel that this is the way, this is where the country wants to be. And the rest of the world is standing back looking and saying, you guys are fools. You want to be on the global stage, but you're living in this little box unto yourselves. And you're thinking that the rest of the world is going to go along with this. Mm -hmm. Many of the European countries like Great Britain, I guess they're down with it. But like we've, we've lost our identity. We've lost all rationale. We've thrown it all out. And for what? Are we saying this is justice? Are we saying that this is fair and equity? Who cares about equity when there's nothing out there left to have? Everything is destroyed. As I said in the first block, look at our large cities that are completely ramshackled. It's a complete disaster. And we don't have a media that wants to call this out because they want to be, well, well, we want everybody to like us. And then you have these kids that are coming up that are completely oblivious as to history and the, the true meaning of history and what we've gone through to get to where we are today. And then for them to say America is just horrible, it's bad. But what other country would you prefer to live in? Well, some of them would probably prefer to live in Europe, Rob, because the, you but they know, know nothing about Europe. I know, but it's socialized, and you know, I think a lot of people, some people, do better in that type of system. You know, I, I hate to see what's unique about America be eroded, but I think it takes an educate a citizenry of very self-reliant, proud, um, hardworking self-motivated people to make a country like this work. And I think most people in the world are not like that. I don't think most people are bad people. I think most people love their families and do their best for the most part. But, you know, maybe there's something special that in the founding of this country, anyway, I just, I don't mean to get off too far afield, but, you know, I think that um, maybe things are kind of reverting to, uh, the state that, you know, I, I don't mean to sound pessimistic, but, you know, the American experiment, it kind of relied on, um, you know, a certain kind of individualistic mindset that takes a lot of character, you know, individual character, you know, the, the freedom to make choices and live with your decisions, you know, the freedom to live a life where you're free to try and strive and fail, you know, as opposed to have government take care of you, look after you, cradle to grave. I think that most people prefer the latter, you know? And I mean, I'm a very fortunate person because I had a father who was very individualistic and driven, you know? And without him, I don't know, maybe I'd be more like one of those people who wants to be, you know, do the basics and be looked after, you know? I just, I mean, I'm full of admiration for people who are entrepreneurial, who are, um, driven, but I don't know that it's most people, you know, in the world, you know, most people want a safer, um, more managed life. And one thing, though, that you and I share, Rob, is we're outspoken and people like us, you know, we're very American in that way. And I think most of the world, you know, people give up a certain amount of not just their, their drive, but their intellectual and spiritual liberty and autonomy you know, to be part of more of a collective. And yeah, it's not what I want either. But 
That's what the left wants in this country, and they're gaining ground. They're gaining a lot of ground by shutting down anyone who opposes them, and people are genuinely afraid. And they have put fear, and we spoke about this on one of our other shows, about fear, the fear that's out there, and how fear is very powerful, and it's also dangerous. Yeah, and if you can get people to fear, yes. right, if, if you can get someone to fear their neighbor, and then to get that neighbor to fear the other person, I mean, mission accomplished. What else is left? They have everyone mm-hmm. fearing that if, if we go the way that the right want us to, with free speech and wanting people to work, oh, that's going to be horrible. Look at the other people who won't be able to survive. But it's like, but you have your own independence. You're able to work on your own. You're able to move forward. But you have this young generation. To them, it's like, no, that's, we don't want that. We want everybody to be able to have the same thing. But if you're not working for it, eventually you're going to say, well, why is it that this person has the same thing that I have and they didn't put in the amount of time that I put in to get there? Just like Joe Biden. He wants to be the president but he doesn't want to work for it. He doesn't want mm-hmm. to debate. He wants to shut everyone down. And mm-hmm. we think that's okay. Well, it's okay because he's going to pay off our student loans. And I won't have to pay yeah. off my student loan. He's yeah. going to give us money. Yeah. And these young kids, they're attracted to that. To them, that sounds, oh, this is great. I've gone out, I've made all this debt. And then even with the mortgages, oh, I can get a mortgage, although I have bad credit. You should want to have good credit to work toward that. But Joe is selling them, oh, get bad credit, and we're going to make the people with good credit make them pay for it. What kind of sense does that make? I mean, how did we get to this point in our society that we feel as if though socialism and we want to take theirs is the way to go? We want these people to work really hard because they've demonized the people that have worked hard, the entrepreneurs, and who have made money. And they demonize them and say, oh, well, they're not paying enough taxes when a majority of them, they're paying all of the taxes. But we're making it seem as, oh, no, they're not. Because that is the lie, going back to the media, that the media has put out there. And they're selling to these kids that don't know anything. And they're believing it. And then they're making them think. And the godfather who's going to help you with this is Joe Biden, a feeble old man. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like it's hard to believe mm-hmm. that a country that is so wealthy has just let down the future generation. Yeah. And yeah. you have these well, college campuses that are supposed to be turning out these brilliant minds, but now it's like it's a bunch of empty headed kids that mm-hmm. you hurt my feelings and don't say this, and I need a safe place and I need yeah. a safe zone. Although, you know, Rob, I, I don't disagree with you, you know, that the landscape is, is daunting. But, that, you know, to just insert a little bit of hope here to, you know, when you get out there, and I know you know a lot of young people, too, there are a lot of good young people coming up, you know, despite all this propaganda. I know several of them, you know, one young man I know who's just went to serve in the Navy um, I know another young man, brilliant, brilliant young man, entrepreneurial, you know, studying in college. Um, there are a lot of responsible and uh, hardworking young people. So it's not everybody who's being, 
you know, filled with the mush of all this. And some of them, I think, have a sense of it. They, the young people I know who are more shrewd, they don't rail against it the way you and I do. They kind of have a bemused attitude toward it. They see it. They perceive that it's, you know, the liberal stuff is how one young man I know, you know, refers to it with kind of an eye roll. And then he gets to work on his, you know, internship and his investments. And it's like they kind of see this parade of, you know, what like this kind of almost like Marxist attempt to indoctrinate them. And some of them seem to perceive it as just something to be laughed off. And, you know, they are very hardworking. So maybe, you know, some of the excesses of the left, and maybe this is wishful thinking on my part, but they've gone so far it's so absurd at this point, you know, with this, what is it that person running around with the IC light commercial? I mean, I don't mean to be unkind. I don't think anyone should mistreat, you know, people who are different, but I mean, this, this is becoming a freak show. And I think that, um, you know, sensible young people maybe can see that. I hope, (laughs) I, I hope they can see it. But when you look look at statistics it's, it's it looks very bleak and very dire. Like you yeah. said, there are said there are young people that are out there that see it. Mm-hmm. But I, I I think Heather, and you'd let me know what you think that I don't think we can afford to be quiet anymore. I think we're going to have to use our voices. We're going to have to start standing up, because if we don't, we'll get more of this nonsensical stuff that doesn't make any sense. This make-believe world that men can be women and we're forced to accept it and people putting in he, she pronouns and they're thinking that, oh, this is great. This is groovy. It's not. You don't have to tell me your pronouns. I already know what your pronoun is. And if you want to live in a make-believe world, that's up to you. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that we're going to have to start speaking up and we're going to have to, like I said, saying that Joe Biden is not the person who should be running for the presidency of the United States. This he sh- he should if anything he should he should go and retire along with Diane Feinstein, and drink milk yes. and cookies warm milk and cookies. So, but hey, no, we're no. all out of time. Uh, this has been a great conversation. Yeah. I hope you guys Thank tune you. in again after dark with Robin Andrew. Like I said, starting next week, we'll be coming on at nine p.m. Eastern time, and Heather will be back with me again on one of those days. So stay tuned in and share the broadcast. Let us know what you think in the comment section. And as Andrew always says, stand for something, a fall for nothing. God bless. 